Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? <laughs> and Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hit music. Hello and welcome to Miguel and Holly on Sinsad. Hi. It's a podcast we do on Mondays, sometimes on Wednesdays, and on Fridays. It just depends. Just depends. Holly, what's wrong? I just saw that you put my Twitter post on Instagram. So now all day long I have to have people come for me. It's fine. I'll have it. I'll just... Wait, 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 wait. But you made that hot take. I thought you were like standing near it. I am, but I wasn't prepared for it on Instagram. You don't have to respond. Twitter is a different beast. There's not that many people on Twitter. (laughs) Instagram. Now I feel like I got to like actively go to battle. Holly, it's literally about grilled cheese and peanut butter and jelly. You would think. Apparently I punched everyone's grandma. I mean, listen, you let people get mad. It's listen. I, the reason why I like to put those type of hot takes and not something like political or crazy. Oh, well, we're not going to do that. Right. Because no, but oh, people God, no. are happy. They, people need something to bitch about. That's yeah. not like earth changing or life changing. Like if I was like, hot take, Holly thinks. Oh, well, here's what's nice. Blank. Here's what's nice. In this instance, I am very glad to give somebody, uh, to give something. Let me restart. In this instance, I am glad to be someone that everyone can unite against. Mm. If I can do that for people, let it be that. And it's over something fun. Like, it's not anything like... Well, but that's the thing. I don't think these some of these people are, are having fun. Well, girl, some people just, when they're yeah. online, it, you look at stuff. I, like, especially on Twitter when I look in the afternoon. And, like, it's the podcast, so this is way too much TMI, but I've talked about how I look at adult material on Twitter now. Yeah. And so like sometimes I'll get on Twitter and I usually like will first go to like the little search button um, and because I have a few accounts I follow (laughs) and then I'll like look at like what's trending and then sometimes I'll get lost in that and then totally forget the whole reason why I went to Twitter. Yeah. And just looking at people's takes on stuff and just how they just go after each other. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm super fascinated by this over like the most mundane things. I know. It's real crazy. Like that's what we're living in this crazy divisive era. And I'm just like, I'm not here for it. Right. I'm actually just going to ascend above it. There you go. And that's what I did. The only thing that I'm like, like, that's good. I'm glad you did put it on Instagram for a show perspective. But for a personal perspective, it's difficult for me sometimes to separate people that are like coming for me from like, Mm. Okay, I know they're sending negative energy my way, but right. I don't need to take that on. Right, uh, and and here's the thing, like with like the Miguel and Holly Insta, don't look at it for the rest of the day. There you go. Like just don't, and yes. like I, I don't know if you're able to, but like there are just some days where I just have too much of like real life <laughs> that yeah. is occupying my mind that Absolutely. I'm like, you know what? Because I forgot, there's something we talked about recently where people were sliding up in my DMs like all throughout the day. And I was just like, you know what? I'm glad I gave you something like to be mad about, but I do not have the mental bandwidth 
emotional bandwidth to take this on. Right. So I'm just going to like heart a couple of messages and then move on with like okay. real life stuff. This is a good test for my boundaries because what I want to do is to like take people's hurt away. Like, I want to go into every comment and be like, I'm really sorry that I've offended you with this. It's not personal. I don't have a nostalgic tie to peanut butter and jelly or (laughs) grilled cheese. And I want to, like, make people feel better because I can feel that I've, like, raised some hackles. I don't need to. Yeah, it is about a sandwich. I mean, I don't need to. No, and when you get down to, like, what our job is, like, that's, we're supposed to cause communication, Yes. And, like, that's one of the tenets of what we do. Like, our show sort of transcends that where we then try to do that for you. Like, when we are in the place to help and to talk it out and to dig deep and really figure it out. I have this really, like, this unbridled, burning desire to be understood. Right. And obviously... That's triggering that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so, okay. I want people to understand where I'm coming from, but re- mainly they're just like, I'm disappointed in you. I <laughs> no. think you should delete your account. Um, You should, whatever. And like, I know they're saying that as to be funny, but like, sometimes I'm like, huh, oh God. Mm-hmm. Like, I really hurt some people and I don't oh. like to hurt people. When we were talking about it on the air this morning and I can always tell, I always have to make that conscious decision on like, do, how do I handle this? Because, like, when we you did it for your, your radio blog. I did. And so, like, our radio blog segment is supposed to be, like, you know, four minutes. <laughs> if you're on our YouTube channel, you can uh, <clears throat> four minutes. Um, four. You know, so two for me. <clears throat> it's how it was constructed. Two minutes for me, two minutes for Holly. Which, by the way, on I often get on my Q&A on Instagram People will be like, why doesn't Scott do uh, radio blogs? And I'm like, we barely have time to squeeze both of us in. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes one of us, whoever goes first, will go too long. And yeah. then we'll just have to be like, all right, we only you only get one radio blog. Yeah. Like I've often thought about maybe like switching it up where it's like one day it's me, one day it's you, one day it's Scott. I thought about that too. Um, But that's something we can talk about, you know, moving forward. I thought about like if, if I feel like my blog isn't strong tossing it to Scott and just being like, what you got? Right. Anyway. And that's something we can do. That's something yeah. we can talk about as a show, and I'm okay with it. Um, anyway. But, like, today when you brought that up, and I was like, you know, well, the reason why people were mad is because they hold fond memories for grilled cheese and peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. So when you said your hot take was that, what did you say? Like, throw them I or- would rather have neither. Right. Please get them out of my sight. And- Which, by the way, I didn't say... Go F yourself if you like these. <laughs> I, I, I want to make that clear. I right. said, be, I don't like them. Up. Please take them out of my sight. That's mm. what I said. That's right. what I said. And so that's part of you, Holly, where you sometimes aren't good at taking jokes because no. you think, like, you're not a surface person at all. No. Like, literally, there is nothing <laughs> surface about you, which is not bad, which what that's what makes you so different from... 98% of people on the radio is because when you speak and you feel, you're not faking it. You truly, truly feel it. Well, I'm not going to say it if I don't think it for real. Whereas, like, a lot of people, like, I've heard some radio people who they'll be like, I got a hot take, and they don't believe it at all, but they're saying it just to be controversial. Oh, to get a rise. Right, uh, and they yeah. say it, and then they sit back, and they're like, all right, let's see all the bombs go off. But yeah. when you say it, you truly feel it. Right. So there are sometimes, like this morning when I was explaining, you know, why people felt that way, and yeah. I could see that you were like, 
oh my God, I really hurt people's childhood feelings. I switched gears because I was like. I saw it in your face and in your voice and I was like, oh shit. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. But that's what makes you great at your job is because you truly feel that. Yeah. I really like after you explain that, because I truly was in a position of like, I didn't say you shouldn't like it. Like, mm-hmm. why Why are we even disagreeing? This? Like, I knew it was controversial because I saw how strongly people wanted to pick one or the other. Mm-hmm. So by saying I didn't like either, I figured people would be like, oh, snap. I didn't figure people would be like, delete your account. You're uh, a terrible person. And so when I, <laughs> when I felt that, I was like very confused. Mm. And I was like, but I, I didn't say anything to you. Yeah. So I was confused. And so then when you said, like, I was just actively hurting people, then I was like, I should delete my account. (laughs) I should just. And then I started apologizing. I'm like, I'm so sorry that I hurt you with my Mm -hmm. opinion. No. Sandwich. It's a sandwich. But but that's the the problem. Like, in my mind, I was like, it's a sandwich. But people were like, that's my entire life. And you've crushed me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> on top them, of each other. I, I'll eat them together. Uh, it might not be bad. The cheese and the mm-hmm. jelly and the peanut butter. And see, but I think that's what's so funny about like that's where you and I sort of are different. Right. Where thank, we both. Thank God we are. Right. Because like I feel it like you feel, but then there's also that defiant part of me that's like, bitch, this is my opinion. I'm not coming up in your house slapping the grilled cheese out your mouth. <laughs> if I don't want to eat it, I don't want to eat it. So what? Fuck off. Yeah. Like, if I feel like I have caused you harm in any way, it it harms me. No, not me. I'm like, cry harder. No. Uh-huh. Cry evil bee. Oh, as, I know. As Damn. a quick side tangent, this is why I really suck at the punishments and headphone karaoke when I have to dole them out to others. <laughs> like, for example, we had the shot roulette. Com- roulette. roulette. What mm-hmm. are we? Shot, shot roulette. Roulette. Like roulette. Roulette. That's not the right word. Shot roulette. It, and we all had to pick two different um, liquids for other people to do. Mm-hmm. So my person and I were at Publix, and I don't know what he said. He said something that was absolutely abhorrent. Like, he was like, what about—I can't remember what it was because my brain probably blacked it out. It, let's just say <laughs> it was, bad. like, the hottest hot sauce or um, something that could probably, like, make you nauseous mm. and, like, throw up. He's like, you could do that. And I was like, no, I can't. Mm. He's like, but the point of this is, like, you have to make them uncomfortable. I was mm. like, yeah. uh I don't want to. And he's like, no, but people are going to be like, why didn't you go harder? And I'm like, I don't think you understand. It actively hurts me to put someone else in pain or uh, discomfort. So, like, I, I'm bringing in things. They're not terrible. Right. But, like, like the thought juice. of giving you something, like, truly ter- terrible mm. that could potentially make you vomit. Right. I would just rather say, I'm sorry, I'm sitting this one out. I'm going to be the fun ruiner. I can't, Mm. I can't. Right, and that's okay, and that's who you are. But then that's my job to sort of, you know, understand that and make sure that it fits and allow time for that. Right. But that's why this morning, like, I didn't know that you were going to react like that, and I was like, oh, we ain't got time. I'm I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, you're fine. Now I feel sorry about, now I'm like, I shouldn't have said anything at all. But you know what? I'm glad I did because sometimes I can have an opinion too. Yes. And it can be controversial. No, no, not sometimes. You can always have an opinion and Uh, it can be controversial. That is okay. uh, (laughs) Just, it, it, 
Uh, write down some things to talk to Maureen about. She's like, let's just... Speaking of, Scott, you've been going to therapy. I have been, yes. How has that been going? It's been going really well. I've been having a lot of cool moments of just like... I guess realizing like what I could do in little steps and understanding like what actually helps. And honestly, mm-hmm. somebody was just asking me about like, do I find it beneficial? I was like, yes, because I, I wanted somebody that was un, that had no idea who I was, no idea about my life, and I could just talk about. Yeah. I could talk about openly. I could just say anything I want, and they have no idea who I am. They're kind of getting little pieces of me, but then, you know, there's a couple things that I get a better understanding of. Which has been really cool, like layering. Like I, mm. you know, I even explained to her, and it made so much sense. I was like, I'm kind of like an onion. Like if you just ask me a question, I'm gonna give you an answer. Like, and I have no problem opening up. It's just you gotta ask the second question, and then it's like the third, and then I dive in. Right. And then you get me going. Yeah, that's what and, you've said, and it, it makes total sense to me. It makes so much sense when she was even explaining. Now this is how you can start understanding your feelings with that, and understanding like why am I, you know, doing a certain thing or acting out in a certain way. And something I'm starting to do, which is called like speed writing, where it's just I just write freely and openly and just like let my thoughts just go. That's not cool. trying to construct it, not acting as if somebody's going to read it eventually. Just anything that comes to my mind, I'm right. It'd be happy, sad, angry, anything like that. And it's been really cool because it's just I do it just kind of walking now. Where I'm like, I accept what I think. I accept like there's moments and there's moments recently where it's like there's just an angry moment. And usually I'm like, Nah, I shouldn't be angry. But I was like, nah, F this. Let me go ahead and down this route. Let me figure out where the root is. Like, why am I feeling angry? And I was layer by layer by layer. And I was taking that thought process, and now I'm applying it to paper. But it's been really cool to have just somebody that's just honestly just there to talk Mm -hmm. and slowly get a little bit of understanding of my life and also give me a different perspective on, like, how I view things. Like, maybe it's like I talk about something. She's like, that's really cool. And I'm like, oh, it is really cool. Awesome. Thanks. Or, like, validating feelings that should probably be there I think is a, a big one that I've noticed too where it's like you're freaking grieving and I'm like you're right you're right you are right okay yeah. like it gets you do- out of your head yeah and so that's been really beneficial to just kind of honestly just talk that's the best thing is just to talk and have a space specific like specifically for that because the thing I've ran into a problem is like I don't know what friends want to just talk about all the shit all the time you know but it gives me an a lot of time every week one hour where I just I can lay whatever is out. Yeah. That's where it's designed to do, yes. and it feels much better versus like, well, should I talk about it? Should I not? It's like, no, this is exactly what that time's for. So bring talk it about up. it. Mm. So it's been really cool, and she gave me a couple little cool things. Like I realized, like even like my relationship with my dad recently, and I'm like, wow, you know what? I I didn't really talk about that, and now it's I really appreciate that we just I understand it now. Like, cool, that was cool to talk about. It kind of got me like emotional thinking about my dad. I was like. Wow, I haven't thought about how our relationship has changed recently. I'm like, what sort of in what sort of way has it changed? Well, it's just you know I was talking to her about how like you know my dad and I we're always close. Like I grew up in a close family. Like we didn't didn't really have any problems, but my dad and I wouldn't be the ones like talking the phone per se. Like my dad's not the one that I would go to and like get deep with all the time. Like that was my mom. Like I would call my mom like on a pretty much daily basis. Like any problems, my mom and I have a really. It's uh, this is eventually going to be in my therapy sessions where I just have a comfort level with women. I just do like if I go to a like even like I feel comfortable with just women doctors, women. Th- I needed a woman therapist. I need, you know, a massage. I want it done by a woman. Like, I don't know. I just I have that comfort level with it. And that's just how I've just always kind of been. And so now with everything, you know, when I call, I call my dad and I've slowly watched how my dad's become, you know, it's not just like my macho dad growing up he doesn't coach football team all this like these very macho things he's become 
something that's so insightful that I can actually get deep with with life and, you know, open up about my feelings and he opens up about his. And watching that transformation has been amazing because that's not, I, I wish it was more common for people to have that father figure of, I could talk openly about feelings. And it wasn't always like that. Like, I could always, like, my dad was a safe space. It just, I never really fully utilized it, I guess. And mm. he wasn't, I don't think, fully in touch with it either. No, it doesn't sound like it, but he was sort of forced into it. He was, yeah. yeah. I mean, over the past couple months, he's ta- taken a deep dive into bettering himself. And I talked to my therapist. And I was like, it's been awesome to watch because when everything happened, I know there's always a couple different roads you could go. And one of my scariest moments is like, I don't know how my brother's going to react. I don't know how he's doing. I don't know how my dad's going to react. All I can control is how I go about my things and just hopefully they're doing the right things. And my dad was the first person that actually took charge and like, you know what? I need this. I need to reach out and find different things to help me. And the person he's becoming is just phenomenal. And we're on like almost like a level field of like understanding just how to be good humans I guess, like taking ego out of life, understanding the beauty of the presence of life. And to hear my dad talk about those things, I'm like, hell yeah, like you get it. Like these are things I think all the time, like the beauty of a moment. Like let's not think about too far ahead. Let's love this moment right now. Put our Mm. phones down, for example. Like Mm -hmm. my dad used to be somebody like we would sit there and he would just be popping on his phone. Like going, I'm like, dad, like get off your phone. We're chilling. Mm. He's somebody that's now starting to pick up on those things just from things he's read and things he's listened to. He's becoming this evolved man, which is so cool to see. And honestly, he's like becoming like one of my best friends, like my mom was, where it's like I could just call comfort because I used to call my mom. She'd be like, what do you want to talk to your dad? I'm like, ah, I don't know. We probably don't have much to talk about. Now it's like, man, no problem. I'd call my dad. Be like, all right, dude, what's like, what's popping? What are you cooking? What do you got going on? Here's what's going on with me. You know, even my single life. I even opened up to him yesterday about like my single life situation, like, you know, who I like and those feelings. And that was really cool because I was like well, this is something I would tell my mom a little bit and get a little insight, but I was like, yeah, well, dad, this is happening. So it's been a crazy realization. I didn't realize how big of an impact it's having on me until I started talking about it last week with my therapist, and she kind of let me just dive down that layer by layer, and I was like, holy crap. It's always there. It is always there Mm -hmm. layer by layer, but it's sometimes really difficult to figure it out on your own. Yes. You need them to kind of nudge you. Yeah. And that's what I love about therapy because – When I first started therapy, I was like, well, you're just going to tell me what I need to know. Mm. And unfortunately, that's just not how it works. And that's not how they're trained. Like, I believe, and I don't know this, but based on my history with therapists, their job is to give you little pushes or redirections so that you figure it out. Because when you figure it out, it hits harder. And you're Mm. like, you have these... um, aha moments in therapy which scott is what you've been talking about like these aha moments about not rediscovering discovering your father and he's discovering himself and in the process helping you so it's like all these aha moments where you're like it it, and it's weird because it's like the information was there Mm. but i didn't see it yeah it's great but to me that's one of the most important things about communication and learning about each other and listening yeah where it's like it was there all the time but how much time do we spend on the surface of things and so having that outside observer that can look at your life um and in like a small way what Abe and I or my fiance and I are doing with our finances where we have a, a person that we check in with once a month yeah where we get to sit down and talk and like through that 
I'm learning so many things about Abe and, you know, how he looks at money and how I look at money and how we are now doing it together. And it's making us feel better to talk about it. Because at first he was like, do we really need to pay for somebody to like sit down and talk with us about money? Like, I don't want them telling me how to spend my money. And I'm like, they're not. They're just helping us understand our eat our own relationships with it and then how it affects us together. Okay. And that to me is what like having a financial advisor, like the place I'm going to or talking to a therapist. And now you're understanding this relationship with your dad and with yourself yeah. and how you are changing and how we're always changing is so important for us to continue to evolve as people to understand each other, because that's, that, that wall that's missing so much of right now in our culture is that no one's listening to each other or understanding it. And it's so cool that now you and your dad are actually doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been it's been so cool to, like, just slowly watch it. Like, you know, it's not even a second thought, you know. I guess I think it happens a lot even with friends or acquaintances. Like, you think about the call. You're like, oh, do I want to make the call? Like, oh, what's the conversation going to be like if you hesitate? I love that it's like it's not even a hesitation. I'm like, oh, man, I'm driving. Let me go ahead and give my dad a quick call. And, like, just to be able to just chat openly about everything. It's just, it's weird. It just hasn't always been exactly like that. And watching it now and watching how my family has reacted toward all the, you know, the trauma that's happened in the past couple of months. Like, the way my brothers reacted and the way we, like, my brother, my dad, and I have gotten closer and really learned to, like, lean on each other. I'm so thankful for that. Because if it was any other way, it would just make this whole entire situation 100% way worse and harder. But the fact that we're actually, like, becoming closer and doing exactly what, I th- what my mom would want, and I think about that all the time of, like, mm. you know, that was her goal is to bring the family together and to see that we're doing that mm-hmm. and getting good at it, like, that is pretty mm. powerful to, like, even think about and talk through. So it's been very thankful that I actually took the step and actually doing it on a weekly basis now. So glad therapist. for that. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. I Oh, God. I just I wish there were so many times that I could like get my family all into like one big therapy session (laughs) just to be like, what the fuck is going through everybody's brain? Like, what is going on? And I think I'm like almost close to getting my mom to going to therapy and talking about it. Like she's we've broached it a couple of times and I'm just finally like, girl, it's time. Because you are dealing with everything that granddad gave you, that grandma gave you. And yes, we'd like to look at them and say that they were perfect. But they grew up in rough fucking times where no one talked about anything. I mean, like now my mom is starting to tell me more stories about my grandma from back in the day. And as she's telling it, I'm sort of doing a holly where the story is supposed to be funny. But I'm like. Mm, so that thing that we thought was funny that she was doing, that means something probably happened to her when she was younger that she's never talked about. Mm. 100%. I just find that everybody has this all this trauma, unintentional, intentional, from when they were kids that shaped them that they may not recognize. But, like, I remember when I was, like, young and I wanted my mom to tell me stories from when she was young. And, like, some of the stories that we would laugh about, about my grandmother, like, I'm like, Oh, God, that was horrific. Mm-hmm. But my mom never even viewed it through that lens. Like, there's so much trauma that my mom has. And I'm really trying. But, like, it does get harder the older you get because you really have to unpack everything. So mm-hmm. it's not like your mom's got an easy route. No, not at all. And that's why I'm like, you know, you can't just go one time, no. two times Oh, my a mom month. thought that, too. She's like, well, right. I talked about it once. I'm good. I'm like, no. oh, sweet woman. No, nope. no, no, no. It is, it is an entire 
process that you have to, to go through to truly let it sink in and to understand because once you get to one box, it's like sort of those those Russian dolls yes. where it's like you open one, there's another one, open yes. up, there's another one, there's another one, there's another one, there's another one. And it's like until you die, you'll keep doing that. Yeah, and you have to keep unpacking all – like when once you get through like one particularly heavy session of trauma or whatever and you're like, oh, my God, I came out the other side. And then you're like, something still is a little weird here. Oh, mm-hmm. look at this. It's a whole nother thing. Right. It's exhausting, mm-hmm. but it's worth it because otherwise you end up in your elder years. That Why do you think there's like a, a cliche of like cranky older people? Right. They've been through all of life and they probably have had no help and they're just traumatized mm-hmm. and they're yeah. pissed at the world. And why wouldn't they be? Right. And and I was going to say to your point of like getting your whole family in and, you know, having a session and, and, um, and, and how therapy works. And also relating it to the culture that we're living in, we're not listening to each other. Mm-hmm. We're not hearing each other. No. Nope. But that's the secondhand part of it. That's the that's the uh, symptom. The cause is that we don't know ourselves. Right. We have no idea who we are. Most people, like, I feel like I'm finally, after, you know, a while now, getting a handle on who the fuck I actually am. Uh, we don't know ourselves. We oftentimes feel uncomfortable with ourselves or, you know, have a negative self-talk about ourselves or mm. we're caught in the rat race and we're just not going to think about it. We go from waking up at work in the morning for work and then we do our job and then we go on social media and then we get dinner together and then we watch TV and then we go to sleep. Like at what point during the day did you actually talk to yourself, think about yourself? <sighs> Figure out why you're doing what you're doing. Right. And until individuals do that, how can you hear someone else? Right. I, I'm like, you You don't even know why you're reacting the way that you are, but you're just reacting. You're just out blindly reacting to stimuli. You know, I, I have a hope that our generation as millennials – and the younger Gen Xers or the the Gen Xers that are in tune with themselves. Because there are. They are. There are some. We can start to change how we look at mental health yeah. and our lives. Because so much of our, I mean, like, when you think about the last 20 years of American society, it has changed rapidly. I oh, mean, yeah. and, it, and it the different generations not a lot changed for a long time where it's like just thinking about like retiring, you know, like when my grandmother was born, there were no retirement plans. There were no anything. It was like basically you work until you die, like you work until you die. And then in the 50s and 60s, they were like, ooh, you can retire. If you stay with one company for long right. enough. Then you get pension you plans. Get a pension. Oh, my gosh, it's so great. And then companies did that. And then they were like, oh, my God, we're working, and then we get to enjoy it. But then most people did not have access to jobs with pension plans. Mm. And then you got to 401Ks where you're supposed to do that. It's all on you. Where it's like we in our culture and our society and our country have put so much on the individual need and not said, hey, let's take care of us ourselves as a society to give you those moments to be able to like look at yourself and and heal yourself we are all about work 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 and we Uh never take any time i mean look at how our success is measured that way right well and then when you think about what we 
place money on. Yep. You know, like we spend all this money on healthcare, on like the physical things that you can see. But then with if even if you have the best insurance plan, how much is it still to go see a therapist? Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure it ain't fifty dollars. I'm no. sure it's more than that. No. And how many people have that extra income to be able to spend on a therapist every week? Because yeah. we all probably should be going to a therapist every week. As it is, I I can only do once every two weeks. Right? Just Who can afford out of that? cost. And I mean, we have pretty good insurance. I think our insurance covers sixty percent, mm-hmm. which is really good. Some right. don't cover it at all. So it's just the whole equation comes down to. What do we find important? Yeah, oh yeah. What do we care about in our society and our culture? And those are questions that we as millennials, as we are now about to turn 40, as we take powers or positions of power, we're going to have to grapple with and understand and see how can we affect that change and put that into place to give everyone a starting point of understanding themselves. Um, Because you can't worry about your mental health if you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay your bills. Yeah. You got to get the basics covered first before you can then worry about what's on the inside. Yeah. Oh, I think that there, there's hope, though. I think it's happening. Yeah. I think there is an evolution happening. I really do. Just based on the amount of information that we can take in. Right. No, it's and true. And if you don't get sucked into the circling drain of negativity, which is easy. That is easy. But if you instead use it to better yourself, I think lots of people are waking up in that way. I God, I hope so. I I think it's happening. Because I I just sometimes look at, I look around and and especially with just the history podcast and uh, books that I consume and it just feels like, God, we're moving at a snail's pace. But then I say, oh my gosh, I am just now learning about why this happens. So maybe the fact that this major uh, broadcast medium is talking about issues dealing with racism or uh, misogyny or uh, anti-Semitism. Semitism. It is. Is it? Okay. We're talking about all those and putting in the open. Mm -hmm. We can learn from it and do better and be able to right the wrongs of the past. Yeah. I think that more the more people become aware of themselves and then aware of the world around them, those things almost start to just like take care of themselves right. because the more, you know, eyes open a person is about themselves as a human and how they fit into the grand scheme of all humans, it's almost like a no-brainer that, oh, of course those are important issues. Mm. It's the people who are unfortunately ignorant uh, those that are willfully ignorant mm-hmm. and those who simply just they've they're lost souls. That's who are perpetuating those types of tragic things. Right. And they'll always be there. It'll never be a big utopian society where we're all kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Oh, okay. that's nice. Yeah. See, no, that's never going to happen. Good, though. But we can always keep trying. Yeah. We can always keep trying. Amen. All right. Scott. What's your social media? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Holly. Radio Holly on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, and I may not be on Instagram today. (laughs) There you go. Well, you do have, you did a lot of stuff yesterday, you said, maybe today. Maybe today. I just, I don't need to go on the Instagram, but I just feel like I, uh, I don't 
have to explain myself and make other people feel better. Exactly. I'm eating a grilled cheese in defiance of you, Holly. That That's good. You should. I'm so, so sorry if I made you feel bad about it. You're not taking away my childhood memories. I don't want to take it away. I just don't like it. I wish I could have some bread today. That sounds really good. Yeah, no, I, miss, I miss bread. Uh, my everybody got really pissed off about Gwyneth Paltrow saying how she stooped to a new low and ate bread during quarantine. And everybody was like, how dare you? And I felt that because, you know, it does seem very elitist. But at the same time, I was like, I think she was just sharing a humanizing moment. Like, mm-hmm. I I get both sides. Anyway, that's right. all. No, I, I understand. It's, it's so hard to... Because we obviously are putting ourselves, like I, I was reading this article. I was hate reading this article oh. yesterday about Jeff Bezos of Amazon with the yacht with the other yacht. Girl, <laughs> I, why did I click on that article? And then why did I, I click you. on another article? That's and I was like, this motherfucking, we all out here struggling, and he like, look at my yacht, bitch. Yeah, but, but he, that's his reality. That's yeah. his reality. He makes trillions of dollars. Yeah. And I'm out here just trying to put gas in my but car. But you got a girl. good haircut and a nice shirt on today. There you go. Mm, haircut. I get, I'm getting another one tomorrow, but thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, my information is Miguel Fuller. Thank you for being in the Platypus Posse. Send me an email if you want some Miguel and Holly stickers. Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen. It really helps. And leave us a five-star rating. And we will see you on Friday. Catch up, catch, up, catch up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.